It is Thursday, the second day of September 2021. Uh, Back at it again after a brief hiatus, and because no one listens to this shit. Well, it's because no one listens to this shit, but whatever. It's great to be back. Today, uh, if you notice an echo, it's because it is the maiden voyage here in the broadcast palace. It is up. It is functioning. I have lights. I have a desk. I have a chair. The internet. It's exciting. Hopefully, once everything, you know, once I start throwing shit in here, um, it won't be super echoey. Fingers crossed. But for now, uh, this is fucking awesome. So, um, the other main reason that this is great is because I really want to talk about how absurdly fucking stupid this milk crate bullshit is. After watching someone get torn to shit, maimed, broken, etc., what then possesses another person to think, well, shit, I could do that? No, you can't. You can't do that. And this kind of goes back to the recent point that a bunch of people have made on Twitter that in every Olympic event, there should be an entrant who is just an average person, just a regular schmo. I took it a step further and they should only take people who tweet dumb shit out like, fuck, I could dance around on a horse and win a medal. No problem. Or look at this guy with the bow and arrow as if that's hard. Like those fucking people. So then that way, when the normal person falls flat on their fucking face, embarrassed and in last place, the rest of the general know-nothing public will see just how much time, effort, and skill is required to compete at an Olympic level. Back to the crates, though. Sure, it, it could be done, but you would need you would need some actual engineering involved, okay? You would need sturdier crates level ground, better footwear, general dexterity to get through it without potentially dying. I just, I don't see the entertainment value. Like when Jackass did stupid shit, it was funny because one, they were funny people. And two, that was the whole point. These people aren't trying to be Jackass. They're just literally Jackasses. They're just stupid. Every time I get mad at shit like this, it's, I realize, I always realize by the end that I shouldn't be mad because perhaps we're thinning the herd a bit, you know? Only one could hope. All that and more on episode 88, the David Pasternak episode. Pasta is one of the best players in the NHL, one-third of uh, one of the greatest lines in the history of the game. That is fact, folks, fact. I could talk about his numbers and whatnot, but... I don't think it would really do him justice as he's just a, a he's an interesting cat really well we were listening barbie girl before you guys asked me to the media so i was kind of dancing with his glasses out in the locker room and, and then you guys ruined it and i had to go answer the question so i missed the barbie girl song and uh you know who knows what's going to be on when i come back he's also a um, big supporter of his uh, local football club fc banik Ostrava. 
I think that's how it's pronounced. I don't know. And he's probably a member of their supporters club, Chachari. I say it like it's Italian, but it's Czech. So I, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Anyways, Chachari uh, translates loosely to, quote, bad boys. Yeah. You'd have to say it in a not at all appropriate broken English manner, like bad boys. Yeah, we're bad boys. There was a video going around of Pasta at one of their games recently, and he's standing on top of a stanchion in the stand somewhere and uh, swinging his shirt around and singing. And then he gets, then he gets down and it's like, fuck. And it makes me think, did he fucking hurt his knee when he's, you know, out there being an ultra supporter of FC Bannock Ostrava and fucking potentially screwing up the season? It was nice to see him happy and doing things. He's had a pretty rough off season, which I won't get into, but if you know, you know. Uh, it was going to be the Michael Irvin episode, but I couldn't find any funny, short um, Michael Irvin clips that I wanted to throw in. So we went with Pasta. Pasta was the, was the close second, but Michael Irvin, the playmaker. Anyways, that's all right here, right now on Complaints and Observations. Still the most less than average podcast on the internet with a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? So good to be back. I apologize for the volume. I would I would suggest turning down your radio. <laughs> your radio, you fucking idiot. Uh, I'm I'm talking very close to the microphone to minimize the background echo. There is an echo here, so you're gonna hear all the little mouth clicks and the disgusting sniffles and all the shit that makes me a, a terrible podcast host is gonna come out in spades. So, yeah, exciting, yeah. Uh, took the took last week off just to um, because, as I mentioned on on the social channels, is that um, my last two episodes have been so poorly rated. I was like, oh, what the fuck, and uh, it made me think about. You know, maybe pulling the plug. And then I was like, yeah, what the hell do I care? I, I, I've made that point abundantly clear yet. For some reason, I can't listen to myself. So I don't know. But uh, have a bunch of dumb shit to talk about. I really was hoping I'd have more dumb shit. Um, 
but I don't. I have some, not a ton. And then I have, I have a, a new question of the week that I'm going to debut. I had, you know, a couple, and I got one great question, or, or yeah, I guess it's a question from, um, uh, from uh, one of my listeners, John, at Suburban Foodsman, on the Instagram. Uh, unpopular opinions, and it's honestly, it's. It's a great fucking topic. I just don't know how to to suss that out. You know what I mean? Because you could you could give it caveats. You could say, okay, unpopular sports opinions, unpopular social opinions, and it could go on and on and on and on. It's a heavy subject, and you know. And I thought regrets was heavy, <clears throat> but apparently it's heavy. It's so heavy that nobody wants to fucking listen, which is fine. I don't know. But I'm going to keep that in my back pocket because that's quality stuff right there. So, um, but yeah, tons of shit. And then <laughs> I make I, I sometimes find myself adding things to my show notes that are wildly inappropriate, number one, and two, that just come up randomly in between my ears. And it's a ton of stuff. And... <laughs> You know, I make myself laugh with some of the shit that I write down. And I'll, you know, I, I might, th- this one here is funny as fuck. I'm not going to, I'm going to save it. It's big market tease. You're going to have to listen. you have to listen later to the horrifically inappropriate uh, comment that I make. Uh, oh, there's two there, but whatever. <clears throat> I could continue. And you know what I am? I'm going to talk about it. Because, look, the genesis of this entire podcast was because of the pandemic and because of quarantine, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a timely topic. It's, it, it's, it's, it's a fucking porky pig over here. It's a timely topic. And uh, I like, I, I don't want to say I like talking about it because I don't. I find it annoying. But the part that I find annoying is the fact that we're still having to talk about it. Because I mean, mainly I'm I'm just tired. I'm tired of the the rampant ignorance and the anti enlightenment insanity, basically. So that anybody with a fucking brain is is shit on by only one side of, of the aisle. Let's let's be honest. But anyway, the current thing is this fucking horse dewormer. Uh, I think it's. Iver, ivermectin, I can't even fucking pronounce it, to be honest with you. Ivermectin, I think it's, I think that's how it's actually pronounced. But, you know, the, the fact that people are taking this, number one, and, and number two, think that it actually works to prevent a virus. This is an anti-parasitic medication. Okay. This is a, you know, you, you can, there, there is a human version of this thing, but it's only if you have, like, my guess is if you had a fucking tapeworm, they would give you this. COVID is not a tapeworm. It's a virus. Yet, you know, somebody somewhere said that this was a treatment Instead of going out and getting the free vaccine, 
they're gonna they're gonna fucking take this shit. And the fact that there are some people that are literally going to fucking tack and feed stores and buying this crap, they're horse pills. They're legitimate horse pills. So one, they're huge. Two, you don't know what the fuck's in it. It's like a gel in some cases. And guess what? It doesn't do anything to fucking help you COVID. It fucking cleans out your colon. You're going to be left dehydrated as fuck. You're going to have a red raw asshole. Quality band name from back in the early 2000s. Um, that's what this shit's going to do to you. And look, if, if you don't want to take the vaccine, whatever. You know, I... I don't want to say you're a fucking idiot, but it just, I, it, when you think about the the kind of shit that, that everyday people ingest on a daily basis, and then you have a subset of society who is refusing to, to take this thing, and especially when you see them, you know, they're smoking, drinking. I shouldn't say drinking because you know it's in a beer, you know it's in whiskey. It's very easy. But like you'll you'll go to let's say let's say on your way to the fucking anti-vaccine rally, you stop at McDonald's or you stop at fucking Subway. You got no clue what's in there, but you're gonna wolf that shit down, aren't you, dummy? I don't know. It's an annoying topic, and I hate that I just brought it up, but the thing with kids is what is what's going to get me here because it's, it's kids and their mental health through all of this. That is the biggest concern masks and making them wear masks. That is not a problem. I mean, I would venture a guess and look, I don't have kids. I don't care to have children, but kids are way smarter than people give them credit for. So my thinking when it comes to school is that kids would much rather go to school with a mask on than, than stay home and sit behind a computer. That's my thinking. I could be dead wrong. And I, look, if I am, great. It's okay. It's my podcast. I'll say what I want. But, I mean, the social side of, of keeping these kids home again is far more damaging than making them wear a mask for eight hours or seven hours or however fucking long kids are in school now. I don't know. I'd be protesting about that. Like, don't you care about your kids' mental health? Yet, and they're going to sit and watch their parents fucking flip out over a piece of cloth over their face? Like, that's going to fuck them up more than having to actually wear the fucking thing. Ugh, why am I talking about this? Fuck. Next week, a friend of the show, Scott, will be joining me for a... Uh, football preview show, American football preview show. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, Arsenal still blows. Fuck Arsenal. West Ham is awesome. We are fucking massive. We're going to win the fucking league. Let's fucking go. Uh, the only other football thing I want to talk about, and I'm sure it's come up a bunch, or you may have seen it a bunch, is, is this fucking fake high school in Ohio, Bishop Sycamore. What a fucking wild story. Oh, my God. You know, uh, 30 kids on the team, anywhere in ranging ages from 15 to 21, 
The head coach is a fucking felon, uh, white collar felon, basically just dipping out on loans and, and shit like that. But a felon, I don't think he's convicted. So that's hyperbole. I take that back. But uh, what a fucking wild ass story. And the fact that they, that ESPN got fucking duped just makes it even more wild. I read an awesome article on the athletic tape about a guy last year who was going to put his kid, actually he put his kid into this school, quote unquote, it's not a school. There's no classes. Like their address is some dude's house. And prior to that, their address was the literal board of education for the state of Ohio. But this guy's kid was a quarterback and he, he couldn't get enough kids to work out with him. Couldn't get fucking uniforms, couldn't get equipment uh, when they traveled. Um, nobody paid for the, the school, didn't pay for fucking hotel rooms or meals. Oh, the whole thing was fucked up and it's still going. That's the thing. They Apparently they're scheduled to play another game. Although the head coach got fired, I just don't know who fired him. But apparently there's an athletic director. It's like, who the fuck are you, buddy? No clue. The flip side of the coin is that they played IMG Academy, which if, you, if you're all familiar with IMG, um, IMG is like the American equivalent of a, um, a soccer academy in Europe where kids will start there at a young age, go to school two hours a day, and then the rest of the day is practice for a bevy of sports. And in this particular instance, it's football. It's probably not to the same level of soccer academies, but... It's close. It's Florida. So, good stuff. Um, <clears throat> speaking of football, though, Mac Jones, your new starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Um, if you've listened to the show, you know how much I loved Cam Newton and thoroughly enjoyed the man. I thought for sure. He was going to get another shot because, look, did he play well last year? No. But, I mean, man, you you want to talk about not having a fucking shot. I mean, the guy was behind the eight ball right from the jump. He had to come in, no actual camp. Uh, you know, the next guy in line behind the greatest quarterback ever. Nothing around him. I mean, honestly. You can blame Cam Newton for a handful of things. But good Lord, he had nothing. He had a good offensive line, and that was it. Defense was terrible. Receivers were terrible. The backs were okay. He had nothing in in, in the form of a tight end. And that's the other thing, too. I mean... McDaniel's offense is predicated on tight end production. And when you don't have a tight end, like they tried drafting two kids and they didn't work out. One of them is on IR right now. The other one made the team. But, I mean, he's not going to be – he's not going to be much. I mean, he couldn't be. Okay, assy, assy. Assy, assy. But, I mean, the, the guy just did not have a – he didn't have a fair shake. I, I'm, I'm convinced of that, and I'll say that forever. But you never heard the man complain, never heard a bad thing about him from the media. 
everybody in the media thoroughly enjoyed his his presence and uh, covering him. Teammates never said a bad word about him. Problem is, apparently he's one of these anti-vax guys because he was constantly wearing a mask. And in the NFL, if you're wearing a mask, that probably that's a that's essentially a scarlet letter. If you're wearing a mask all the time, you didn't get a vaccine. So, you know, and then what happened with missing a few days of practice? It was a it was a mistake, is what it was. But I really think not being there for those three practices. That's what put Jones over the top. And you'll never hear Bill Belichick speak a bad word about Cam Newton because I I have a feeling I would venture a guess. I think that's the second time I've said that, venture a guess. But anyways, I would imagine that Bill Belichick knows that Cam Newton got a fucking raw deal right from the jump. So he's never going to speak ill of him. He's going to speak highly of him all the time. Now that he's not on the team, he's not going to say much of anything about him. I, I have a feeling down the road you'll hear more, and you'll hear how much he appreciated him. That's my guess. But I hope he gets uh, a chance to prove himself. He played good. He played very good this preseason. Very good. Jones played better. You know, it's just that's that's the long and the short of it. And so, you know, he fits McDaniel's offense. He fits what they want to do. Um, so they're going to deal with the growing pains and and let him let him go. Throw him out there and see what happens. You know, I think you'll I think you'll do okay. I think it's going to take a while. I'd say first six seven games of the season are going to be meh for him. But as we get to the end of the year, I think he's going to improve. So, looking forward to talking about that next week with uh, with my buddy Scott. We'll probably get into some gambling as well. Ooh, gambling, which the NFL is very pro-gambling right now. Four years ago, oh boy, if you mentioned gambling to the NFL, they would fucking scream and run away. But now, gambling is all the rage. And suddenly, they love it. Apropos of nothing. Does the Orkin man get a ton of pussy? So I mentioned the upcoming question of the week. So the future question of the week for next week. And this one comes from uh, my good buddy Jeff. Who said... What's the worst opening act you've ever sat through to see a headlining act? The good thing here is that um, Jeff and I thoroughly enjoy heavy metal music. And so we've sat through, we've sat through a lot of crap over the years to see, you know, to see the bands that you want to see. Now, you know, the, the counter-argument is, well, you know, get there late. Well, sometimes you do that and you get screwed and you the only part of the show you catch is the encore. It's happened. So it made me think, and I'm like, oh, man, there's, there's a, a ton of bands. 
a ton of bands. The one that jumped right off the page right away for both of us was the band Coal Chamber. Uh, Coal Chamber is horrific. And we saw them, it was probably in a in a two-year stretch. I'm pretty sure we saw them at least four times, opening for uh, a, a few different bands. Um, opening for, for Megadeth, opening for, I think, Fear Factory one time. Might have been Megadeth like three times, I don't know. You lose track of these things when you get old. Then there was Corn. We saw Corn before they were big. So they opened for Megadeth one time. And they were fucking terrible. It's like, oh my god, what a, what the fuck are we listening to? Uh, the worst. <clears throat> Way back in the day, at the old Worcester Auditorium, Worcester Odd, which was I'm pretty sure an old armory converted into a Theater. <clears throat> Pantera was the headlining act. The main supporting act was Anthrax. So those two bands, two of my favorite bands of all time, I was pumped. It's great. Going into the show, listening to the radio, uh, the DJ kept saying, you know, tonight at the Worcester Rod, Pantera, Anthrax, and AC. I'm like, AC? What the fuck is that? What the hell is AC? I had no idea. Uh, my buddy Mark, who was much more ensconced in the metal scene than I, he was like, oh, shit, AC. Like, what the fuck is AC? And he's like, oh, anal cunt. <laughs> what? That's right. That's a real band, Anal Cunt. Terrible. It was literally two guys, a guitarist and a, and a vocalist. I'm not going to call him a singer because there was no singing. It was just vocals. And it's just fucking cranking on, on the strings and screaming into the guitar. I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> cranking on the strings and screaming into the guitar. It's a new way of music. Um, yelling into the microphone. Anal cunt. Oh, boy. And I, you know, I think they played like six or seven songs, and every song was like 30 seconds long. And every song was a stupid name. And I'm sure there are way more. Uh, it's just, you know... I. I should probably go through like all of my stubs and see, try to look through some of the shows and go to setlist.com, which is an outstanding website. If you've never been to setlist.com and you like live music, check it out. Uh, and come up with a better answer because I'm sure there's a bunch. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll present that uh, across the social media channels. And then I'll post, you know, I'll post songs from from the responses in the stories in my the, the show page Instagram story. I think that'll be fun. Could be a good one. So thank you, Jeff.
Looking forward to yours, which my guess is it's Cold Chamber. God, that band fucking sucked. I don't even know if they're still around anymore, but... Um, yeah. So, yeah, what what's the worst opening act you've ever sat through to see the headliner? There's going to be a bunch. At least I hope. Check it out. All right, so... Look, more sports. I'm sorry. If you don't like sports, if you're one of the people, if you're one of the four people that listen to my show that don't like sports, now is the time to skip. But I, I ask you nicely not to because um, I'm going to shit on the Mets. The Mets. I love to shit on the Mets so much. I don't really know why, but I would say for the past... I don't know, fucking 30 years, 30 plus years. What a what a fucking unbelievably entertaining uh, uh, escapade the entire organization is from the top down. And um, just a... <laughs> I, I tweeted out that the Mets are honestly the most entertaining thing about baseball right now outside of Shohei Otani. Because it it's just nonstop. It's a fucking circus, and it's been a circus forever. Somebody comes in and buys it. A guy who's a fan, Steve Cohen, a rich fucking guy who's a fan. I'm not even sure if he's a Mets fan per se, but he's just a, like a sports fan. And it's only gotten, hasn't really gotten better, hasn't really gotten worse. But we talked about his his uh, general manager last year that he hired, uh, Jared Porter, who ended up being a piece of shit. Well, well, uh, apparently uh, the other day, um, <clears throat> Steve Cohen threw a, a fundraiser. Nice, nice uh, gesture, a fundraiser for uh, the Mets charity, Amazing Mets something or other, I don't know. The Amazing Mets Foundation. And Steve Cohen threw it at his house. He lives in Connecticut because, of course, every rich guy from New York lives in Connecticut. Well, the interim GM, Zach Scott, <clears throat> decides he's you know he's going to have some drinks and uh, takes off, leaves. As he's driving home, what happens? Pulled over and arrested for allegedly driving drunk. Just, I mean, honestly, you can't make this up. The Mets, it's its like every week. This Like last week, the not even last week, it was earlier this week, where the team who sucked, has sucked for like a month now, uh, like Red Sox level of suck. That's how bad the Mets have been. They got so pissed off about their fans booing them that some of the players came up with a celebratory, you know, thumbs down when they did well. So guy gets a double, he looks to the clubhouse, and he (laughs) gives him the double thumbs down. And all fucking hell breaks loose, like, oh, how dare you insult the fans? Well, it's the fucking Mets. Just the fact that they're the Mets is insulting to their fans. So now you've got this whole fucking thing about this guy. 
they come out with like, you know, uh, the Mets do not condone uh, this behavior. So, you know, uh, we're disappointed. We take this matter seriously. Uh, Zach will not be traveling with the team for our coming road, road trip while we decide what the fuck can do with this guy. <laughs> oh, it's just wonderful. Just wonderful. And so uh, Jeff Passan, ESPN baseball guy, Jeff Passan, uh, you know, tweets about it. And he, he reports that, you know, the incident happened at Steve Cohen's house. Well, apparently, um, somebody who is, I, I don't know if it's like um, Zach Scott's stepdad or uncle. Must be his dad. I don't know. But anyways, the guy's name is David Wall. And he's an attorney. And he's a big Trump guy. So... Uh, already already on my shit list. Not just the Trump guy, but like a, an out and open. He was a surrogate, apparently, for him. So, you know. Uh, so he tweets at Jeff Passan, quote, and, question mark, I guess you're desperately trying to smear Cohen because you've got nothing else to do, end quote, which is an odd tweet in and of itself because, well, yeah, oh, he's a reporter. He's reporting. What the fuck? This is the problem. Like these anti-media fucks. Like, oh, what? What? You can't. You can't not tell the truth. Oh, whatever. Well, Jeff Passan. I didn't realize that he was capable of this kind of fucking all-out burn. And if you're at all familiar with Jeff Passan to know what he what he looks like, you 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 would feel the same way. But it's funny. He's he's got. When they go to his like live shot on ESPN, like in his house, so he's sitting in front of a bookcase because they all have bookcases. Uh, I'm going to get a bookcase here in the fucking um, broadcast palace just because I want a bookcase behind me when I'm on a Zoom call. And I'm going to put all kinds of weird shit behind it to make people say, hey, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? But, um, he, you know, he's got, like, Rage Against the Machine albums back there. Like, yeah, fucking anti-establishment. Let's fucking go. I'm Jeff fucking passing ESPN. I'm yelling into the microphone. I'm very sorry. <clears throat> well, Jeff Passan throws out this beautiful fucking burn. Quote, I suppose whatever I have to do is better than what you have to do which is visit your son in jail, end quote. Oh, man. Oh, the Mets. Oh, my God, I love them. Like, honestly, the Mets. I, I really don't know what else to say. It, it's just, it's a comedy in and of itself. I love it. it I, it's, like, give me that... Give me all of that dumb bullshit. I want to be a fan of the Mets just because they're a fucking train wreck. And I feel so awful for the people that are like, you know, diehard Mets fans. I feel awful for you. But at the same time, I love you because uh, it just seeing your misery with this fucking shit organization brings me such joy. 
<laughs> oh, I really wish this echo didn't suck so bad because this is fucking funny. It's just so fucking good. Like, don't do, don't do stupid shit. You would think that Steve Cohen would be like, all right, nobody's drinking at this thing, just in case. You want to know why? Because we're the Mets, and something is bound to get fucked up. It's almost as if... <laughs> it's almost as if the Mets made a deal with the fucking devil... The devil let that fucking ball squirt between Bill Buckner's legs. And in exchange, uh, the Mets were going to be a fucking joke for the next 50 years. It, that, I mean, that's honestly, they got so close. Got close a couple times in the early 2000s there. The Subway series against the Yankees, but they really weren't that close. But oh, it's so funny. And... and I don't want to. I don't want to paint all Mets fans in the same way, but a lot of them are just fucking meatheads. And it's oh boy, I could honestly, I could just sit here and and pontificate about the Mets all day. It's it's one of my favorite fucking topics ever. And I, if you follow me on on the Twitter, if you follow the the show page, you know how much I enjoy the Mets. Oh, man, so fucking good. So goddamn good. All right, as it is Thursday, it is time for three gripes. Gripe numero uno. <clears throat> uh, TikTok and Instagram quote, stars, end quote. Am I missing something here that when I read the occasional glowing article about these folks, they never mention, any of them, that almost every one of these people is absurdly beautiful, men or women. I was reading one the other day about a girl who's getting into acting now. She started off as a TikTok person. Now, look, I don't have TikTok. I've mentioned before how I should start a, a, a TikTok show page, but no one's going to pay any attention to that, mainly because I don't have anything fucking funny to say. You know, occasionally I'm funny, but not really. So who knows? But, you know, the the, the whole thing was... You know how hard she's worked to uh, to get to where she is. I do not begrudge any of these folks for being successful in those two mediums, not one bit. But they all have something in common. They're all incredibly beautiful. Am I wrong? No. They're either uh, stunningly handsome men or smoking hot women. And that's it. You don't see ugly people on TikTok, which is why I would never, I, I swear to God, like the fucking algorithm, like, you know, there's somebody sitting back at TikTok headquarters, like, oh, geez, that kid's fucking ugly. Get out of here. No, we're not going to, we're not going to fucking show you. Mm. But I mean, that's how it happens. That's how they get noticed. 
because they're fucking beautiful. Like, don't give me this bullshit about how hard they work. And it's not as if they don't. I'm sure that they do. But stop fucking trying to convince me that uh, they've put in all this fucking effort to get to where they are. And, you know, a majority of where they are is because of the way that they look. And honestly, again, I don't begrudge them. That's fine. Like, if you got it, flaunt it. But please, for, for the fucking love of God, stop stop telling everyone like how difficult it is and how hard you work. Like, no one fucking, nobody with a fucking brain is going to believe you. The number of people, like today, for example, somebody that I follow on Instagram posted something. It's literally just a picture of a woman, right? And she's gorgeous. So I click on her. Uh, her her profile because I'm going to be creepy as fuck. I'm going to go look through all her pictures because she's fucking stunning. I'm like, who the... F-? And she had like 5 million followers. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? No, no earthly idea who this person is. And she's got 5 million followers. And it's like, well, gee, I wonder why. It's not because she's offering anything. No offense, ma'am. I mean, you're offering something to some people. But th- there's nothing really of value here, unless your value is you're gonna f- fucking go through a shit and and have a wank every now and again. That's the only value, and, and and that's not even to say that that came out wrong. The value of the Instagram account probably has more to do with advertising, and you know, in, in this particular case, apparently the girl. Uh, big makeup person. So, but the 5 million, there aren't 5 million people following her because she's an excellent makeup artist. There's no fucking way. I'm sorry. It's not true. Don't try to fucking spin it. Truth does not exist anymore. And it's, it's okay. It's fine. But don't fucking try to bash me over the head and say that this girl works so hard because she gets dressed up is stunning, does her makeup well, and that's why 5 million people, it's not because she's hot. When that's exactly why a vast majority of her followers follow her. If I click on an Instagram account and I see there's like three or four people that I'm friends with on Instagram, and if I see those dudes, then it's like, okay, I know what this fucking account's about. But just stop. It's, you know... It's it's not very becoming. And again, I, I, don't, I don't know how else I could put it, but I don't begrudge them at all. Like, make your money. If you're going to make money doing that, fuck yeah, go for it. Do it. You should. Gripe number two. People who use the bathroom with the door open. Gripe number three. Uh, the service industry. Now, this is not, I don't want this to sound like a gripe because of the people who work in the service industry. That is not what this is. The impetus for this particular gripe is, is a couple of things. One, a couple of weeks ago, my wife 
went to order a deli platter at the local grocer. And when she went to pick it up, the, the deli manager's like, oh, no, we don't have it. Like, well, I called. Here's the time I called. Um, where is it? And the guy was just, he wasn't very helpful, okay? I don't know the the staffing situation at the local grocer, so I can't make, I'm not going to make judgment here, but it, my guess is that he was short-staffed. It was him, and I think there was one or two other people in the deli. Now, it was early. It was only like 10 o'clock in the morning. might even have been earlier than that. I have no idea. But, you know, the the guy, the guy passed the buck. Oh, you must not have called us. Yep. My wife looks in her phone. There's the number for this particular local grocer. Yep, that's them. We called it this time. Yep. Well, what'd you have in it? Oh, it's this, this, and this. Oh, maybe they put it under a different name. Nope, not it. My point is that, you know, it, it, it's the old Seinfeld adage, you know, anybody can take a reservation, but it's not easy to fill it, apparently. So I ended up having to go back like an hour and a half later, pick this fucking thing up. And, it, you know, it was just a massive waste of my time. The other thing that happened is we went to Chipotle the other day. Whew. Good fucking gravy. We went to Chipotle and it was busy because every Chipotle on earth is busy because they put crack in their food. The uh, So we go up and we're the, the kid who's making the food's like, hey, uh, um, cards only, which, you know, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. I'm like, card, what? Uh, oh, credit cards. Oh, okay, fine, whatever. Because apparently they had no change, so they weren't taking cash. All right, fine. That makes sense. There's a cash shortage, allegedly. So we're going down the line. We get up to, you know, the, the person who does the, puts the meat in, the meat, cheese, corn salsa. Always the corn salsa. Not a big fan of their regular salsa. I don't know why. Um, but then we stood there, and now there's two people in front of us. We probably stood there for a solid, I would say, 10 minutes while the poor guy who was like at the register uh, couldn't get his actual register to work. The the manager, who I assume was the manager, I don't even know, just kept coming up and going in the back, coming up, going in the back, like messing with the with the register and doing this and that. Then she vanished. And the poor kid went up back like he's asking people. He's not even asking people. He's just kind of standing there looking at people. And the manager, like, just waltzes back up nonchalantly, runs her her card in the thing, gets it set up, takes the fucking cash box out, and off she goes. Ten minutes wasted. I mean, we could only laugh. It ended up being kind of funny, but whatever. The problem. When, when is the service industry as a whole going to fucking realize that you can no longer treat people like shit because they're, they're, they're going to be a poor reflection upon your business? Do not treat your employees like dog shit. 
and you will have better success. I mean, it's, it's a proven fact. Companies that treat their employees well, pay them a living wage, are, are doing better as a whole. A great example that I use here, okay, Burger King. The local Burger Kings are probably the single worst fast food establishments on the planet Earth. There's one company in this area that owns uh, and runs and manages most of the Burger Kings in the area. And they are all straight dog shit. If I'm Burger King corporate and I'm looking at this franchisee and say, how do you... There's no fucking way in hell that they approve of how shitty this company is. They've been busted multiple times for labor violations. Uh, their food is always bad. Always bad. Like, I, I, haven't, I haven't had Burger King in, I would say, a good three or four years. Because it's always terrible. And it's a fucking shame because Burger King, when it's good, is fucking good. But the service industry, and, and you're seeing a lot of people now who are finally starting to figure out that, look, it's not worth minimum wage to get fucking shit on by entitled asshole customers. So I'm not going to do it. And so you have a lot of people, a lot of companies, uh, you know, instead of compensating and treating their people better and paying them a little bit more and their shareholders not making a couple extra cents per quarter, uh, they're going to just shut shit down. There's a Chili's down the street here that fucking changed their entire, uh, the hours that they're open. They're only open from like four to nine. Because they can't fucking, they can't hire anybody. It's a goddamn shame is what it is. So fuck you, service industry. Be better. Okay? Yeah? We good? I mean, if anything, the service industry is going to listen to this podcast and say, you know what, Dave? You're right. Well, that's it for, for the show this week. Oh, it's not true. The wildly inappropriate comment. <laughs> I really hope you stuck around. Why I thought of this, I don't know. <clears throat> Would it be inappropriate to run into an ex with, with her kids and introduce yourself like, Hey, I'm Dave. I used to fuck your mom. Made a squirt like a fucking bubbler, man. Wild. <laughs> That's exactly how I put it in my notes. Horribly inappropriate. Funny as all fuck. Now it's like you, you almost, you hope that that happens. And it could be, Christ, it could be any of them. Good grief. But holy shit. Wouldn't that be funny? But it would have to, the, the reaction, like for, not just from uh, your ex, but from their kids. Like what the fuck? Especially if the kids are like old enough, like 13, 14. <laughs> oh, I am an asshole.
Not really. It's just a line. It's not real. It's, it's like pro wrestling. It's fake. With an in, with a predetermined outcome. And in this case, the predetermined outcome is that I'm a douche. But that's not real. So anyways, that's all for the program. Um, you can find the question of the week on Instagram. That's coming up, at ComplaintsPod. I do have a Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but I do not use it because fuck Facebook. Well, I use it, but only uh, third-party-wise. Um, I have a YouTube page that I don't use, which is a shame. But I should use it. Um, I do not have a TikTok page, but maybe I should. I wish I could, like, animate, and I would totally rip off uh, Ricky Gervais and just animate, like, certain stories from the pod. Oh, that would be fucking, that would be good. I'd have to come up with better stories, though, right? Yeah. And better sound, because um, I have a sore throat from talking low and close to the microphone to keep the echo down. Echo, 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 echo. Um, I have a website, complaintsandobservations.com. There is a blog on there. I have been blogging a little bit, so feel free to check that out. Um, what else? What else do I have? You can call the show. Leave a leave a voicemail, 617-65-RIP-EM. You know, you can do that. Uh, 617-657-74. I don't even know. <laughs> 65, rip them. <laughs> I'm looking at my phone because I don't have the note with me that has the actual number. Uh, so wait a minute. It's 617 617- Six one seven sixty five six five seven four. Please, Jesus, six one seven six five seven four seven. Three six. <laughs> six one seven six five seven four seven three six. Call in. Uh, leave a leave a voicemail that says, uh, "Dave, you're a fucking idiot." Or you can talk about you know flushing shit down the toilet. Either one. Let's go. Maybe maybe you have a time that you ran into an ex girlfriend and said, "Hey, how you doing? I used to fuck your mom." If you did, let me know. I'd love to hear it. But that's it for the show. Uh, Thank you as always. Please tell your friends, tell your moms. um, Take care of yourself, please. Take care of each other, please. Godspeed. Ta-ta.